Hello, welcome to Nintendo Nostalgia. I'm your host, Jacob Rush. I'm joined by my co-host, Joshua Taylor, and we are back and we are playing with power. Josh, how are you doing today, my friend? Hey, not too bad now that I'm not at work. Good, good, good. Um, are you back actually going into work? No, technically not. Um, hopefully I never do. So I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> no, I'm working from Stay home still. Stay at home the whole time. Yeah. All right. Well, whatever. Makes it uh, suck a little less. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, this is our 182nd episode. So the Blink-182 episode, we have finally made it. Wow. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, it's just you and I tonight, man. And um, rightfully so. Finally get Ryan out of here. My gosh. Uh Jeez, we were getting sick of him, weren't we? Maybe. Um, what? Sorry. I guess, I guess Josh isn't going to No, sick of seriously, him, so. like a fly landed on my laptop. I got seriously distracted there. I'm good now. Yeah, that's what happens. Just <laughs> don't don't give that lady proof of what she said over the phone. She might listen in on this episode. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just Josh and Josh. And, yeah. uh, you know, let's not waste any time, man. Let's just get into what we've been radical rexing about. Okay, buddy. Um, why don't you go ahead and go first? What's what's exciting for you, man? What's new in your plate? All right. So to start with the, the game side of it, like I try to usually, um, I beat Assassin's Creed Black Flag last week, last few days, whenever it was. Uh, part of that Rebel collection on the Switch I've been checking out, and started Rogue, and they're both really good. I, I must say, I really enjoy those. <laughs> um, but really, oh, well, it is one that I have to watch because my daughter can't be in the room because it's a bit violent. So, uh, But yeah, outside of that, really, um, I guess I'm just trying to do my thing with, you know, the show and... Um, keeping an eye on things like, uh, well, I, I, I got to watch what I say, I guess. But um, basically, I want to try to further my career and get my career going into the gaming world, so to speak. Um, yeah. However, that may take form. Um, I don't have a real perfect goal set up right now, unfortunately, but I am trying to write and things like that. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I guess not to get like super personal, but yeah, just, you know, whoever does just... Keep me in your prayers with that sort of thing. Um, I have, you know, I'm, I'm shoot, I'll just say it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not happy where I am. And, uh, you know, even like today, like I don't like what I do already. And as it is, kind of wears you down. Um, and <laughs> I told Jacob this. I almost had a laugh about it. But just like, you know, this this kind of blows. But <laughs> I, I was on the phone with somebody and they would, uh -huh. they thought they hung up with me. And then they didn't. And they continued to talk about how dumb I was after I got off the phone. I was like, yeah, and I actually did put effort into that. <laughs> like, so that's just kind of one of those things that just happens time and time again. What were they, what were they mad about? Why did they think you were dumb? It's, it's complicated. It, it's something completely out of my control. So, yeah. But just... Most of the time it, it is like out of your control and people are ticked off at you for something that you 
not your fault, you know? Just outside of that, it's just completely passionless. And, you know, I'm, I'm too odd of a person to put up with this junk forever, you know? Right. <laughs> There's right. more to There's more to my story than this. Um, but, yeah, outside of that, that is about it. Um, it's kind of a weird time right now. All the birthdays and stuff are done. Well, my daughter's isn't. I'm sorry. The most important one is not yet. But we have a lot going on through June and early July, and then her birthday's kind of at the tail end of it there. But... Yeah, that is about it for now. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, well, how about myself here? Let me think. Um, what am I radical rexing about? So, um, I've, I tweeted about this, and I've told you guys, but, like, I was on the Bumble dating app, and I was finally chit-chatting with different ladies, and I have run across a lady who, before she knew anything about me or what I've been to, she mentioned Mario 64 and Diddy Kong Racing and Mario Kart within a conversation. And I, we, I wasn't even... didn't know I'm a Nintendo nerd at that point. And I tweeted about it. I was like, is this for real? Like, is this reality? Um, and uh, shut down all communications with other ladies and just we decided to go out on a date. And I did take her on a date today. So that was exciting and fun. Um, don't know if it'll go anywhere. We're not chatting with others, but we wanted to at least see where potentially that could go, you know, and, you know, the, the, this whole dating thing, everybody, I'm 29, that's the first time I've ever had a date since I was in high school, <laughs> and that was with my ex-wife, and it is uh, uncomfortable, I'll tell you that much, like, like, I had a good time, we both had a good time, but it's like, you know, like, I don't know, you're used to commitment and being with one person, and now it's like, this is the rest of your life. This is the person you want to be with, you know? And, and there's a lot to consider. And, and not that, like, we're even there yet. We know. I, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying dating is not fun. I don't think... I, it can be fun with the right person, but it's not fun when, like... Because people want to get their hearts attached to things, and you don't know if it's going to be real or not, you know? So it's hard to fully enjoy stuff if it, your heart's always guarded, I guess. But I had a good time, is what I'm saying, and we radical rexed about. Uh, I'm radical rexing about that. Um, outside of that, uh, we heard that DKC is coming to the online SNES finally, uh, so that's a reason to radical rex. About time. The Wii only yeah. had it in, like, I don't know, a month after it was out. <laughs> well, it's yeah, it's about darn time, right? And Hopefully the other two will follow suit after. Um, yeah, I don't know why it took them so long. But. I don't understand the thought process. At least we can play it online now, so that's pretty cool. Yep, I agree. I agree entirely. Um, I do have one thing, actually. I had forgotten to mention if that is all right. Um, just a quick shout-out to a local game store here um, in St. Albans. Uh, I know there's probably not a whole lot of people listening that lives around this area, but uh, it's a little family-owned place called Gaming Paradise. And I'll, every time I go in there, they're always super nice, little family-owned place. I had a conversation with a guy in there today, and he was just super encouraging and everything. So just a little shout-out to that place. If you are near here, um, I'd recommend hunting it down. But, yeah, that's all. Just get on to the topic at hand today. When today we're going to talk about a little game that really kind of just was under the radar and not really noticed at all. Um, and that is a game that we like to call Banzo Kazooie Grunty's Revenge. Uh, 
Josh, when did this game come out? All right, so this game came out for the Game Boy Advance September 15th, 2003 in North America. We'll say in Europe it came out in October, and it looks like Japan never got it. Really? Yep, from what I can see here. Wow. Well, this is interesting because the game... um, The game itself came out and... On the Game Boy Advance, Nintendo GameCube era. So, like, at this point, Microsoft had already owned... Um, Microsoft already owns the, the, the game. Yeah, they, they had already bought Rare, uh, what was it, a year earlier than this. Um, but, of course, with Microsoft getting Rare, Microsoft was not in the handheld business, so... Any of the things that they were making for Game Boy Advance, that didn't change a whole lot from what I understand, including this. It's just so weird to me. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's odd, but this game, um, I won't, I won't lie. You know, I never really, I've never beaten it, um, and I've, I've rarely played it. The game is barely, very, rarely played it. Yeah, I rarely played it. Uh, the game is very. Um, lackluster. It's actually not very good in my opinion. Um, I was doing research and just kind of watching a playthrough of it yesterday. And the game's really short too. Like it's not very long at all. It's pretty simple from what I saw. Um, However, you know, really my first experience with it was I remember seeing it being advertised in like Nintendo Powers and whatnot, but I never actually had it. Um, And I remember... Uh, oh, Traven bought me the game for Christmas like a few years ago. So I have played it, physically played it. However, um, due to having so many other games that I enjoy playing, uh, this game never really got touched that much. And um, man, I really struggled with it. And when I was watching the walkthrough, um, I guess we can just, you know, I guess we can dive into the game a little bit. Um I, what I don't like about the game, this is the biggest issue I have, Josh. It's that everything seems, um, all the, the, the layers are, are very confusing. Like, I'm looking at the, I'm watching the walkthrough, and, like, the background is what did not look good. So, like, you could try to jump, you, you think you're gonna fall down a pit hole, and really you're supposed to jump up to, like, a cliff top, or... You think you're walking up a stairs, and really it's the edge of a mountain, and you have to j- jump on it. But you don't know that. Like, it's really hard to know where you're going to land. Um, I really struggled with that. And so it was hard for me to maneuver in the game. Um, I didn't even get out of Spiral Mountain. I didn't even know how to get to the first world. Huh. Um, so through the walkthrough, I actually see... Now I didn't, I didn't even know Jiggy Wiggy was in it. I didn't know you had to backpack smack his uh his uh little platform outside to get inside and open the world and uh um that's what i found out in the walkthrough when i watched it but um josh i want to hear you know your first experiences with the game because i know you've actually beaten it and oh, yeah. um 
And so, when did you first get the game? What do you think about the game? Um, and do you agree with some of the statements I've said? I, I think I've beaten it three times, maybe. I don't know. I, I think I stopped partway through one of the times. But anyway, so I guess to start, I, I don't, like, I've always had Nintendo Power and kept up with everything pretty much as far back as I can remember. But I don't, like, really remember seeing this advertised, maybe until after the fact. But I remember going into a Kmart, uh, kind of a local one there in Patrick Street, and just kind of coming across it. And obviously, I already loved the series from the first two games before it. So uh, we picked it up, and I don't remember if I beat it, like, almost immediately then. I think I did. But I picked it up in recent years, like a year or so ago even, and kind of played through it again. Um, no, I actually, I actually feel a little bit differently. I actually really liked it. I, I thought it translated the feel of Banjo and Kazooie from, from Kazooie and 60, or I'm sorry, Kazooie and Tooie that we already knew pretty well over to like a 2D, um, what's the word? Kind of like a 2D Zelda uh, top-down view, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I thought they brought it over there pretty well um, for what all they had to work with. But yeah, I, I will say the one problem you mentioned with trying to see exactly where you're jumping to or what you can reach. Yeah is a little bit difficult. Banjo's awesome. Shadow helps, but I think the worst part of it, like I usually could make most of my jumps, but it was a little bit confusing, like when you'd be swimming behind a mountain or something, and yep. it would kind of look like you could reach it, but you're really like nowhere even close. Yeah. So that was a problem. Um, now, outside of that, like, I, I feel like movement and things like that were pretty simple. Um, if you ever played, I haven't played it much, but if you've ever played like the Spyro games on the Game Boy Advance, uh-huh. I actually think this feels a little bit better. For one, like in this, not to compare it too much, but like the Spyro ones, it, it's got a similar view, but you're going so fast and I never can find anything in those things in that game. Uh-huh. But in this, like, I feel like I was able to 100% it pretty easily. It's a pretty simple game from what I was watching in the walkthroughs. Like, um, it doesn't look very... I mean, I understand what you're saying about how um, the game, you think it translated well. I, I, I saw, like, you know, how they do develop more moves. Like, in regular Banjo-Kazooie, you relearn old moves that you know from past games. And I thought that was cool that they did implement that. Um, however, I just really feel like the game really just lacked a lot. Like, it just seemed too simple. Like as I watched the playthroughs of of the worlds, especially the first world, which is a farm world. Um, what's the name of that world? Uh, let me double check. Cliff, ooh, Cliff, Cliff Farm. That's it. Cliff Farm. Um, like everything, just it just seems like a B, maybe even a C tier version of what Banjo Kazooie really is. What very watered down. Like the music. I didn't think it was that special. I mean, the GBA has a terrible sound chip anyways. Just go listen to our GBA episode. Um, but it's, uh, it, yeah, like, you know, you hear Spiral Mountain, which is cool, but um, the the other worlds, I just didn't really feel very, didn't give off the magic that you get from Banjo Kazooie 2, like a full big budget version of the game. Um, so, you know, I really struggled with that. Um, what else? 
Uh, I mean, the transformations were cool. I, I did like that. Like, you could turn into a little mouse and in that first world. Spoilers. Sorry, everybody. Um, what was your favorite transformation out of the game? Probably the tank. The, the oh, candle what? was unique, but it wasn't my favorite. But, yeah, the tank was pretty cool. What I liked about it is you could take, I don't know how much you've seen, but once you go forward in the worlds and you learn how to transform into something, you can go back to past worlds and transform into that. Um, you don't have to do that very often, but it does have its uses. Like if you go on to, I'm trying to think of a good example, but like in the first Banjo-Kazooie, you couldn't go back to Mumbo's Mountain and turn into the alligator. But in this game, you can kind of do that. Certain certain jiggies and things like that it is needed for, but, I mean, you don't use it a whole, whole lot, I guess. Huh. Well, the game got good ratings. I mean, GameStop gave it a 4.2 out of 5, um, an 8 out of 10 at IGN, and a 7 out of 10 out of Nintendo Life back in the day, so... Nintendo Life was a thing back then? That, that, they must have done that later. <laughs> anyway. I mean, maybe... Maybe it's just me. And, I mean, I'm a big Banjo fan. I don't know. I just really struggled. Like, yeah, the vantage points. I couldn't even get out of Spiral Mountain. Maybe I just suck or I didn't get enough time. <laughs> but, yeah, I got good game. I mean, good good ratings. I'm really surprised uh, about that. Um, yeah, it's definitely like a, a, a Banjo-Kazooie light, almost, I'd say. Which, I guess that's what it was supposed to be. But it is a little short. I think that's one reason I kind of like going back to it is it doesn't take much of a commitment. Um, I'm wanting to say I usually get th- when I've went through it, I'm wanting to say it's taken me around seven to ten hours, something like that. I think seven, something like that was one of my fastest. But um, so I don't know. Give yourself about ten hours and you're pretty much through the whole thing. Yeah, I think the walkthrough I was watching was going to take them like eight hours. Yeah. Total to beat the whole thing. Yeah, roughly something maybe, like that. Maybe not, maybe not even that. It might have been shorter than that, honestly. If you know what you're doing, you can get there fairly quick. So let's uh, let's talk about the story. Um, the story of the game is uh, basically you are traveling backwards in time, um, and Kalungo is he's a reoccurring villain from Banjo Kazooie, and he's it's this game actually starts off taking place like right after Banjo Kazooie, which is I'd say unique and cool. Um, Gruntilda is still under the rock, and Klungo cannot get her out. So what he decides to do is um, make a robot and put her that captures her soul that's in her body trapped underneath the rock into this mecha suit. And they, she becomes Mecha Grunty, um, Grunty's Revenge. It's uh, and then what she can do is she can uh, she goes back in time. Basically, she's trying to. Go back in time to um, undo, to take over, is it, let me hear, let me read the plot. Two months have passed Go ahead. To, since Gruntilda fell from her tower, putting the events of the game before uh, those of Banjo-Tooie in the timeline, and she is still trapped beneath the boulder. However, trying to push the boulder off of herself, her loyal henchman, Klungo, decides that a different plan of action is required. So he builds a Gruntilda-shaped robot, the Mecha Grunty, into which Gruntilda's spirit transfers while her real body would be, still be stuck underground. 
She could now... Oh, first off, can I just say, how can Klungo build a high-tech robot, but yet he can't build a machine to lift the rock off Grunty? You've said too much. They're going to come after us now. <laughs> oh, I love the story. How great is that? Anyways... Uh, her body stuck on the ground. She could now initiate a scheme of revenge against Banjo-Kazooie at will. Kidnapping Kazooie, she goes back in time supposedly 20 years, although the actual amount of time is unknown, with the plan to prevent the bear and bird duo from ever meeting in order to erase her prior defeat from history and restoring her to her previous self. Springing into action, Mumbo-Jumbo uses his own powers to send banjo Back to the same time to put a stop to Gruntilda's uh, evil time-space continuum. Uh, altering motives. Now, with the help of Bottle's ancestor, Bozai, Bozai, and a young mumbo-jumbo, Banjo must thwart Gruntilda and rescue his pal, Kazooie. He does so and causes Gruntilda's spirit to return to her body under the rock, setting the events of Banjo-Tooie into motion. Wow. So, yeah, you start the game off without Kazooie. How crazy is that? What? Like, I see what they're doing, and I think there's some cleverness to what they tried to do with the story. Um, however, it's just a Game Boy game that I think fell flat, darn it. Which I think is a shame, honestly. Like, maybe it would have been better if they could have made, like, a 2D platformer out of Banjo-Kazooie, personally. Like... I don't know. That would be an interesting. It did work for you, Ken, lately. Right. It would have been really cool to see a perspective. And maybe it would have felt like Donkey Kong Country, but Banjo-Kazooie, you know? Um, I don't know. But just the art style alone, I just really feel like they did. this game didn't get the justice that it deserved. It was also put out by THQ. And THQ is like a very terrible, terrible distributor <laughs> for Rare games back in the day. Like, I don't even think they're around anymore. They are, but it's different. Not the same THQ. But, yeah, it, um, I guess it could use, <laughs> what am I trying to say? It could use a little more time in the oven, maybe, back in the day. Um, of Polish, course, yeah. we're way past that point, but I, I don't know. I still feel like it turned out pretty well. I, I don't, I don't know if it was marketing or what it was, but I, I don't quite understand why it's not brought up a little more than it is. Like, I feel like a lot of people don't even know it exists. Um, but then there's... I think you're right. There's other series that have Game Boy Advance games that I maybe I'm just being biased, but I don't feel like are quite as good, and they're more popular. I don't quite understand why this... Like what? Um. Well, to be honest, like I feel like the Spyro games and the Crash games I've tried on the Game Boy Advance are just all right. But somehow I feel like they're a lot more known. And maybe I'm wrong. But hey, I, I just you're uh, being honest here. Yeah, I, <laughs> there was another example I, I can't think of now, but I was thinking of it earlier. Um, but yeah, with with this, I, I don't know. I, I feel like they were kind of onto something. Um, if they could have done the, the depth perception a little better, perhaps I think it really could have been good. Um, I think that if they would have solved that, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah, I mean, the writing and stuff's... I don't know. Some stuff like that is, like, maybe not quite as good as it is in the first two games. But uh -huh. I still think it's kind of there. Like, there's a lot of... I mean, the story itself is nonsense. Uh, 
even though it's supposed to be nonsense, I wish maybe the time traveling thing was explained a little more. Like, why didn't they do this before? And, or why couldn't they do this? But anyhow, um, besides that, it's it's still, I feel like, fits the series pretty well. Um, I don't I don't feel like it went, it jumped the shark or anything. Like I said, I think it feels like it's part of that series. I feel like it's part of the first two games in that same world, the way it's kind of ties into it. Um, now the worlds themselves, like looking through them again, um, and it, maybe it's been a couple years since I've played this because I'm looking back and I'm like, man, I cannot remember the names of these. But anyway, and the first one's that Cliff Farm level. Um, and it, it reminds me more of like a Conquer kind of place to me, which is fun. But then after that, it goes into Brigal Beach, and that's actually where you get Kazooie back. Um, so I guess on a side note, she is pretty early in the game. And I actually like how they did that. Um, it kind of fit with the story, and it, it gave you a chance to get comfortable with the newer controls, you know, yeah. with banjo and things like that. And it gave you a good way to build up moves because you instantly get in. I, I forget exactly what all Kazooie knows, but you instantly get in, you know, help and additional moves as soon as you find her. Um, then after that, so that that kind of reminds you of um, Treasure Trove Cove. So a lot of these yeah. kind of start almost mirroring some worlds from either Kazooie or Tui, mostly Kazooie. But like, and the next one's just to go through them real quick is Bad Magic Bayou, which is like a haunted swamp like area. I always thought that one was pretty cool. And then Spiller's Harbor, um, which reminds me of Rusty Bucket Bay, but it's still cool in its own right. And then Freezing Furnace, which has ice and fire. It's kind of like um, that one's kind of like Hellfire Peaks really from Banjo-Tooie mixed yeah. with Grunny's and Grunny Industries. It's kind of like two things in one. It was unique. And I did see that. Then there's Grunny's Castle at the end, and I believe that's just sort of a final battle area. But So, yeah, yeah. Th- they're cool. Um, but, yeah, they do seem kind of themed after already existing worlds, except maybe the farm, but even then it's not that much of a stretch. The farm actually reminds me a lot of, like, Conquer. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I thought of. Um, Very conquerish. Yeah. Did um, I? I do what I did like. I did like going back in time and seeing like pre-Spiral Mountain. They're showing like what it looked like before Grunty moved in and like was really established in that area. So I thought that was some cool yeah. um, background story to it. Um, add some lore and origin to it all. Um, and it, you know, honestly, it'd be really cool if they could, whenever they do make a banjo game again, that maybe what if they revisited some of these places and, uh, yeah, for sure. Like you were mentioning that uh, was spiral mountain. Um, I believe, uh, they're actually building her layer still or something like her heads there, yeah, but it's, there's pieces of it still kind of laying around. Yep. Which is cool. I do. I do like that. I, there's there is some clever stuff that they tried to do in this game, and I do appreciate that. Um, I really, I really do. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of the characters in it um, are brought from like newer or not newer. I'm sorry, some of the older games. Um, but there's a few new ones kind of mixed in there as well that I think fit fine. I'm, <laughs> I almost feel weird saying one of the names I did just because it almost sounds like a bad word. But, um, <laughs> but you know how. The series is, I guess, for making jokes like that. But yeah, I mean, Captain Blubber's in it, Honeybee's in it, Jiggy Wiggy's in it. Um, so you get a lot of familiar characters. I think it fits well if you already know the series. I don't think this is one like I'd start with. 
but I know you're not a huge fan of it, but I, th- I think if you're a fan of especially those first two games and you just want kind of like a bite-sized version of it, I I think you could do it worse anyway. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to finish it. I have the cart right here. I mean, you know, I could finish it. What, what it did just... you play it on? If you don't mind, like what kind of system? Uh, GBA SP. SP, okay. That's what I was going to recommend because of that backlight. Because I, I do feel like some of the game's a little dark. Um, yeah. If you have, I've played it a little bit on my GameCube Game Boy Advance player, whatever that thing's called. And it works, yeah, yeah, yeah. works pretty well in there because darkness is I not an issue. I buy one of those. Yeah. I wonder how, much, wonder how much they are. I have no idea. I bought that thing, I don't know, 15 years ago or whenever the GameCube was the thing. And it's been stuck uh-huh. to the bottom of my system since then. So. <laughs> Um, mm. But yeah, it's it is a little dark, I guess, um, especially like in the the bayou level, different places. Tell like me that. about because um, there's no boss fights until the very end. Is that correct? There is actually some boss fights before that. Like there's, I'm, I'm trying to remember what's what here. Some it's blurring together, but there's some mini games and bosses and things that require you to like take Kazooie, sort of like you do in Tui, where you kind of lock and load like a shotgun kind of deal. Yeah. And it's almost like, I almost want to compare it to the fight with the snowman guy in Donkey Kong Country 3. Not quite the same thing, but it's it's like a little mini game. And you actually fight Grunny like that in this game as well. But And it, and it feels kind of arcadey, but not in a bad way. Um, now, along with that, there's other little mini games that aren't that. Like, uh, I believe that, like, there's a slide a couple times you have to go down. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think there's one that's kind of like bumper boats. Um, so there's a decent variety there, and I don't remember any of them, like, being especially bad. But, no, there, there's not really quite the same kind of boss fights you would expect from the other games in the series. You do have to fight Klungo a number of times, which is kind of like Tui, I guess. And, of course, every time he gets a little tougher, um, I believe that's actually where you get the mumbo tokens in this game is um, in each world. There's a little pad that you have to go to and fight Klungo. And, like, after a while, I think he turns invisible. He has a big shield and all this different stuff. But then you get a Jiggy and a mumbo token, and then you can turn into whatever it is on that world. And then you can use that, you know, in the next worlds or the ones before it and things like that. So there, there's boss fights, but it's not quite the same thing. What was the grunty fight like? I actually have never even experienced it. Um, Again, trying to remember, because I think actually when I did play it most recently, I didn't finish it. But trying to think back to the times I have finished it, I believe it is more just like a, a shootout. Like you're looking over Banjo and Kazooie's shoulder and just kind of go back and forth. And then you can duck, I believe. Um, and you just pretty much wear out her suit until there's nothing left. It was, from what I remember, it was all fun. Um, <laughs> I really wish I would have picked that one back up again recently and at least got to the end. But um, honestly, my cart is at work, which I have not been to in months. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it's definitely got its own feel, and it has some arcadey kind of sides to it like that, like some of the boss fights, some of the mini games. Mm. But, again, I just I don't really feel like anything stuck out as all that bad other than other than what we've already mentioned with the, the depth and things like that. Right. Well, I mean, really, that's 
that's pretty much the whole game, you know? Like, it's a, it's a game that exists. Um, I don't really think it did a ton for this franchise. But you know what? It's better than what they've had in the past years. I mean, Ninja <laughs> doesn't have anything anymore. True. And, like, and at least even this game stayed to the formula, whereas Nuts and Bolts really varied away from that. And uh, um, this try to stick to and give you a watered-down version of what you get out of the main game. So, you know, it's, uh, it is what it is, but yeah, sure. Uh, go ahead. So, yeah, something else I wanted to mention, I guess, while we're here, um, I, we'll probably wrap this one up soon just cause like Jacob's saying, there's not a whole lot extra to say about it. Um, I, I do recommend if you have a Game Boy Advance SP or some other way of playing it, go check it out. If you like the series, give it a shot. Um, but outside of that, I wanted to mention just real quick because it kind of is what it is. But <laughs> the other Banjo-Kazooie game on the Game Boy Advance was Banjo-Pilot. And I figure we won't be doing a full episode on that. So just to kind of cover that uh-huh. real fast, it came out two years later, um, January 12, 2005. And it, again, did not pop up in Japan. It's another one that's published by THQ. Um, it was supposed to be a Diddy Kong pilot game. And then they ended up making Banjo. Now, that was actually affected by the buyout. And that's just one that, kind of like I was saying, I don't feel like there's a lot to say about that one. I've played it. Um, It's okay, but it's definitely not great. It's kind of like if you took uh, Mario Kart Super Circuit, which I do like, put everyone in planes, but made it, like, a lot harder to understand where the road even is, if that makes sense. Mm. And they added something like, you know, like in Diddy Kong Racing, you have those N64 coins. Right. And they added jiggies in this, which is fine, except it's so hard to see everything because where everything is kind of far off, you don't see it until you're already up on it. You know, that would be really cool, actually. Like, if you could have, like, a full out, like, say we got a 3D Banjo-Kazooie racing game and, like, you had to collect eight or ten jiggies within the within the racetrack like as an extra thing like you you do the first round you race and then you come back and then like there's jiggies hidden in the game or you maybe you have to do a sequence of certain things on the racetrack to unlock a path to where a jiggy is like i would love that that that's basically diddy kong racing you know i would so love that if you're listening platonic give us the (laughs) ukulele racing game for sure i'd be all over that But yeah, absolutely. With, with Pilot, Jacob, have you played it at all? No, okay. not at all. Well, I mean, to be honest, I even thought for the longest time it was just a myth. Like, I didn't realize <laughs> that it actually was real. It is. It's another one of those that I feel like was not advertised at all, but I don't feel like you're nope. missing a whole lot. I, I mean, I've played through it, and it's kind of fun, but I've never got to play it with anyone else, and that's kind of what I happens. Mean, I would like to own it just to have it with my right. collection, but... I mean, it's kind of cool in the fact that, like, you can play as... I'll read it off here real quick. Banjo-Kazooie, separately, by the way. Um, (laughs) Mumbo, Jinjo, Humblewamba, Grunty, Klungo, Bottles, and Jolly Roger. And they all have different stats and things like that. Why is Jolly Roger? (laughs) I don't know. He kind of sticks out in the cast there, but whatever. I would have maybe put Jingling or, I don't know... Jam jars or somebody there, whatever. <laughs> but I, it's kind of one of those things where it was okay, but I, I really feel like I don't know the story behind it. 
but it's like they just kind of had to do it, and they knew they I feel had like to the do it. Stuff was planned, and then yeah, because they got bought out. They just were like, hey, you have to just do the bare minimum to get these projects that you already yeah. are tied to by contracts to get out. And this one was done, um, I think, by another team as well. Um, so I, maybe that's part of it. It does, it does, like you were saying, it just kind of feels like they just kind of, you know, dumped it out to, to move on. <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, um, it's a little bit... It, <sighs> To be honest, this goes back to backing up my proof. Um, what I always say that if Banjo Kazooie was with Nintendo today, you'd have a lot more Banjo Kazooie. Because, I mean, even though these were crap, because I feel like they were half done, because they were just what we just said, trying to get them out the door um, so they could stop making games for Nintendo. Um, Nintendo had plans. Nintendo wanted to do more Banjo Kazooie. Like, there was a Game Boy game in the works, and then there was a racing game in the works. So imagine if the buyout never happened and how much more love and touch that these games actually may have gotten. Um, and then imagine how much more Banjo-Kazooie we would have had over the years. I, I promise you, we would have like maybe eight games in the series by now. I really do believe that if they were with Nintendo. The whole music scene era, I, get, I, I could see it right now. You know, we have Donkey Konga. Imagine if they made like a Banjo-Kazooie one where you have like a toy controller banjo and like the, all the instruments that they play in the, in, in the intro... To Banjo Kazooie, like they could make a whole game out of that, you know, with different accessory remotes that people would hate, but it would be, <laughs> I mean, I could see it, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I think that buyout. What ifs? Yeah, really, kind of hurt that series. Um, I think Nintendo is where that market is, and always sort of has been for that series, especially considering all the nostalgia that people already had from the '64. And then people that moved yep. on to the GameCube and didn't have Banjo or on the Wii and, and, and so forth. But I think even a game like Nuts and Bolts would have done better if it was on the, the Wii or whatever, you know, whatever it would have been on. Um, for one, I think it wouldn't have been like a Federation Force kind of situation where, the, no. you know, the series hasn't gotten anything in years. And then it's kind of like an, an I don't know if I want to call it a spinoff, but something different. So I I just feel like because that's not a bad game either, to be honest. I've played through it and beat it, and it's it's good. It's not like the other games, but it's good. But it it didn't do well on the Xbox 360, and that's like the only game they've gotten of Banjo Kazooie. Right. No, you're absolutely correct, and uh, you know, um, just look at what they did in Smash, and that's all Nintendo done there. So like that's it. Just goes to show that. When Nintendo has their hands on it, they can do magic with it. So, who knows? Maybe one day we'll get them back. But, well, Josh, that's really all we have to say about these games. Um, and I like that you added in Banjo Pilot there at the end. So, why don't you go ahead and do our due diligence tell everybody where they can find us. All right, thanks. So, of course, you can find us on, I feel like primarily Twitter, and I posting a lot on there, is at Nintendo underscore NOS. That's N-O-S. Um, you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram, all of that good stuff. Don't forget, we also have a Facebook group on uh, Facebook <laughs> that you can jump in, and we're usually in there chatting about different stuff. So feel free to jump in and join us there. Um, as for myself, I am primarily on Twitter for the gaming stuff anyway. You want to hunt me down there? It is at Whopper744Games. And Jacob, what about yourself? 
Yeah, so I actually just made a new Instagram. If anyone wants to follow me, you can follow, find me at fitjacob73. Yeah. Uh, I don't really post a ton on it, but I did just make a new one. And, um, and yeah, you can find me mainly there and on Twitter. So um, I did make a new Facebook, but I am trying to just keep it mainly to people that are mostly rel- relevant in my life. So I won't necessarily add you if you send me a request. Just trying to downsize in my Facebook world. That's where I post more than anything. So. But if you want to follow like little things like Twitter and Instagram, it's fine. But yeah, guys. Well, that's the episode. Uh, Banjo-Kazooie, Grunty's Revenge. And uh, we got lots more Game Boy games to be talking about in our month of Game Boy Advanced. So, well, everyone, have a good one. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.